have I got a short story for you. Going to college brings this guest closer to her family's religious beliefs. Until it doesn't. But first, a word from today's sponsor, AndrePsyche.com. AndrePsyche.com is the cute, quaint, corner store boutique with all sorts of neat and original merch you had no idea existed because of the enormity of the World Wide Web. How many hours do you spend scrolling through screen after screen hoping to come across something unique and unseen? Let me save you a little bit of time. Go to AndrePsyche.com now and check out all of Andre's products. We're talking about literature, clothing, paintings, prints, accessories, music, poetry, and best of all, if you want a customized, fully created from scratch type customization, Andre is the freelance creator extraordinaire that will make it happen. So go to AndrePsyche.com and let your spirit guide you through all the options. You're going to find something worth checking out for the same reason we here at the pod love the site. Because each and every item has a story behind it. Nothing is made. Everything is created on AndrePsyche.com. We are also brought to you by the Getting to Know You pod. If you're listening to this short story, do us a favor. Please rate and review in whatever app you're listening. Also, friend and follow the pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and finally, we are seeking sponsors to partner with. We are downloaded all across America and in countries around the world. So if you have a brand or business and are looking to increase views, clicks, encounters, purchases, just message us through any of our social media sites. Our rates are extremely reasonable. And now, getting to know just a little part of you. Hello. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you. Putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely. And doggone it. My cup of tea. Was there like a dinner time conversation where, where I think renounce is probably too harsh of a word, but you had to like go to your parents and say like, I am not Muslim. I do not identify as Muslim. <laughs> is that the way to say it? Like, or did yeah, it just yeah. kind of gradually That's happen? Nice. That's kind of it. So I did. It was actually probably maybe like two years ago now that I said that. And I remember my mom was so angry. Oh, my gosh. She called me an atheist. And my dad was a little more understanding, but just not very happy at all. Um, and it's like she didn't get it. Like, I wasn't saying that I don't believe in this. I don't want to have anything to do with it. I was just saying I don't I don't identify with this label anymore. Um, and there was actually a phase where I identified with nothing. Like I didn't identify as Muslim or anything spiritual and I didn't share that with them. That I feel like would be more scary, <laughs> but I thought that I was being so just so open and, and educated and they would understand and they didn't. It took a little while. Um, and it wasn't honestly until this past year that they fully understand it and respect it and, uh, seek advice and support from me when, when it comes to situations that are you know requiring faith that we can't just you know 
reason our way out of or yeah, you know, right. so, especially with Corona right now. Like a concern for my grandma, like I always am like the, the little preacher in the house, like it's going to be okay. It's nothing to worry about. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, except for Hale, who's an atheist and doesn't believe in God because our God right. is keeping us safe. And like, that's where the stuff can go. Right. And that's where like the, um, the tear in the relationship can occur when, um, people, some people will feel their beliefs are better for you than your own beliefs, that their beliefs will keep you safe, that their beliefs will help you. Um, yeah, that, that got a year of that kind of tension, man. That had to be a long time. That had to feel like more than a year. Yeah. I mean, luckily I wasn't living at home again. Um, so that was nice, <laughs> but if I was, yeah, it just, it's just too easy to stumble upon that conversation. Um, especially when you are passionate about it. And, um, I think, you know, like you said, you want so badly for other people to get it, to get what you're saying. And I think there's like this egoic need for validation that if you agree with me, that means that I'm right. And it's okay to believe this. And, you know, it's like a tribe mentality. You want to be included so bad. And so there is that tension. Like if they don't agree, like, am I sure I believe this? Is this really right? If nobody else is on my side? Yeah, that's a good point too. So if they're not getting believers, maybe they're like, yo, maybe I got duped. <laughs> maybe <laughs> right? mine yeah. ain't the one. If, yeah. if I don't see a bunch of people around me doing it. Wow. Did they, um, did they pray over their meals for like dinner, breakfast, lunch or whatever? Um, no, we never did it during mealtime. Um, but prayers happen five times a day in Islam. So there's a prayer like right before eating and a prayer after dinner as well but we weren't like super intense about doing that during ramadan so the holy month we we did it and were very involved um and then outside of that i would i actually got really into it on my own my parents like instilled it but they didn't really make it super i don't know they weren't they weren't overly strict right God, that's such a hard way to say strict because I feel like my version of strict, I compare myself to like my other um, Muslim friends. But then if I compare myself to my American friends, they're like, oh my gosh, your parents are so strict. But (laughs) it really just depends that word. Well, it's all (laughs) relative, right? Like what's hot, right? Like how, how, what temperature do you feel hot at? Right. It's all different. (laughs) You know, everyone defines it a different way. Yeah, definitely. It just depends on who you're around. So I, I guess... I don't know. I feel like they weren't, they did the job, but not fully. Like I told <laughs> us, Hey, you should believe in God and stuff. And these are the rules and here's what you shouldn't be doing. But then again, it wasn't like the love, like there was no like, ah, oh, this is such a beautiful religion for this reason. And I didn't yeah. feel that connection and the bigger positive. I feel like, again, this could be my own experience, but sometimes religion enforce all the things you shouldn't do and, and make sure you avoid this and here's your ticket into heaven. But what about all the good, like in every single moment of every day, what blessing is it to have this connection? Like I want to feel that. And I don't think I felt that, um, growing up and that's why I, I kind of veered away. Yeah. So then was it more about the values or more about the safety of avoiding a burning hell <laughs> for your parents, <laughs> um, wanting you to, um, uh, be a Muslim? I mean, is that really different? You know, like oh. are, are your values not just to some degree sometimes designed around what to avoid? That's what was frustrating. It's like, are mm. we designing our values around this is the the best way to not be bad or this is the best way to be good. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, right? 
be bad or be good. It's amazing the power of words, man. Like, like just how you can shape, a, a, how tone is set on something when you're talking about the same thing, using it just like that. Are we going to avoid being bad or are we going to embrace being good? Ultimately, mm-hmm. we're doing the same thing, but it sets just a different vibe the way you say Definitely. it. So then yeah. you were into um, Muslim or you were, you actually like were, fuck, see, there's that clunky questioning again, where I feel like I'm just going to ask it in an offensive way, but you were actually into, you, you were practicing what you preached. You were living it for a bit yes. there. Yeah. So interestingly enough, so I wasn't like, it wasn't an intense Muslim uh, growing up, but I went to college and there is this like longing for a deeper connection and that's when I started actually weirdly getting more into it. Um, I joined a community like on campus. I would go to the Friday prayers every week. Um, I would pray like in my dorm room and uh, in my, people knew me. I was like, oh yeah, Hawaii's just doing a prayer right now. It was quite interesting that I became that way without my parents and without them being around. Um, do you but think even you... that didn't lead to much. Well, I was going to say, do you think you went to it because you leave home and then you yearn for a part of home? And that's why you choose it. Absolutely, that that definitely could have been it. Like this, this is. I was quite lost, as most people are in college. Um, <laughs> Intentionally lost for most people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was definitely lost, but I guess that was to some degree like a way to ground myself in. Okay, well, whatever. I'll. I'll I'm okay with being lost. Um, it, it was. It was. It could have been a longing for home. I don't know. It's an interesting point. Not something I fully thought about, but I, I embraced it for what it was. And unfortunately it didn't get anywhere. Like I, I think I was like itching for it. Like, all right, this is going to, this is going to give me what I need. And it didn't. So probably three years into college, um, I started letting it go and I didn't, um, I didn't keep up with it. Oh, wow. Three years. Mm-hmm. And so, and, um, West coast, I'm thinking a little more liberally, but in college, how, um, accepting, unaccepting, like ostracizing or solidifying (laughs) is being a Muslim or you shouldn't say like converting to (laughs) be a Muslim, but like that does have to be weird, right? So if you're a practicing Muslim and people seeing this, are they, are, are, are they associating it with like jihadists kind of a thing where you're like facing this, the hate that can come along with that? Or completely, or are you feeling embraced? I'm glad you asked that. So um, when I was in college, my college was in Santa Barbara, and it was a predominantly white college, uh, probably like 60 or 70 percent. And I remember my roommates, I had three roommates, and all three of them were very conservative. Um, no, I had two roommates and then a, a friend, but all three were very conservative. And then their friends were from home, also conservative. And they asked, like, can I just watch you pray? I've, I've never seen somebody do this before. I've never met Curious. a Muslim before. Curious conservatives. Um, <laughs> yes, very conservative from like uh, some part in Southern California. And and yeah, so they did. And I, for some reason, I was just very, I'm actually quite proud of myself for owning that. Like I was very just like, yeah, this is what I do. Like that's just that. And I didn't, I was never bothered by their um, like just, disconnect from it and I think they had they had a curiosity and I didn't ever feel ostracized or disconnected from that but I will I'm not gonna lie I wasn't like that practicing Muslim where I didn't 
you know, go out. I still drink. I still enjoyed my life. Um, so I had a balance. I, I lived, but I valued this part of my a part of who I was, and I didn't hide it either. So it almost sounds like it was more like a meditation kind of a time for you. Like you enjoyed oh, yeah. you enjoyed the prayer, you enjoyed the stillness aspect, but you're um to almost like feel to get a sense of what you're feeling, but you're not trying to like rule thirty eight says Friday night eight thirty I'm in bed. <laughs> it's funny you say thirty eight because that is my number. That's like. <laughs> Um, but yeah, exactly. That's so right. I, I wasn't like, I was always one of those people that I, whatever I heard, I wanted to take it for, for what it would work for me. Um, I just didn't want to blindly be like, this is the way it is. And this is the only way that I'm going to be accepted or do it right. Got you. Man, so, and now I'm almost, now I'm thinking like three years, your parents have to be pretty excited that you've adopted their religious or that the religious belief that they feel is best. And then, man, they had, now I'm like, man, three years, they're like, yeah, hello. Yep. She's on the right path. Hello. Yes. And then all of a sudden you're actually fading away from it. That would explain why mom would be like atheist and be so upset. Yeah. I mean, it, it made sense. I, I understood yeah. where they're coming from because they were very happy. They were like proud of that. Um, I bet. but well, I mean, and that's part of also part of their life experience, part of their soul. I, I like to believe um, a lesson that they needed was how can you still like have your own faith and have that like pride and connection and love for your kin when they don't believe what you believe. I think that is an interesting lesson that not everybody needs, but people who are experiencing that, how can you go about your life still valuing them for who they are if yeah. that's something you disagree with? Oh yeah, man. And, um, it's something that I kind of, I, I, it's hard for me to be, say I can empathize or I know what I would do or whatnot. But if you think of parents and even if you went with conservative parents and then they happen to have a um, child who comes out as gay, right. Mm -hmm. And like still being okay with that kid. And you see so many people, you hear so many stories about the isolation and depression that the fear of people coming out because they're so worried about their family just ostracizing them. And it's such a crappy, shitty place to be mentally. Um, and I don't, know, I don't know why that popped into my head, but that's another thing where like, it, it is, maybe that's part of your journey is to realize you can love someone and that would be closer to unconditional love. Like you're not placing a condition of their behavior and their emotions on them. You're gonna support them regardless. And that can be really tough for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And people think like, oh, why me? Like, why did I end up like a conservative parent? Why did I end up with a kid who's who's gay? Like, this is unfair. Why is this person not dealing with this experience? But I believe that that purposely happened for that person. They needed it more than this other parent. They're, the way that they're handling it um, is a reflection of whether or not they're ready to transcend this, this soul lesson. Um, and, and I think that's why we get all of our lives look so different. We have, whatever shit comes down, like that's what you have to handle. And that's what, the only way to like graduate, I like to think this lifetime is to, to make sure you're responding well to the way that things come, come at you. Man, I just like, who is putting, not, I, I don't know if who's again, the right word, but like, who is deciding this is what we need to experience, right? Like individual differences. Who, who's deciding like, oh, I have to go through my 
my child being homosexual. Your parents have to go through their, their child, um, not accepting their religion, right? Like, like, why aren't we all experiencing the same thing? So, um, this is, I've read this in the book, it's called journey of souls. And it's about a hypnotherapist who does like, you know, tons of studies on how people, what happens in between lifetimes. So where does our soul go? What happens? Mm. How does it come back? Um, and it's really interesting to read because it has so many stories and they're all kind of having the same structure, the same outline of what, what happens, where you go, where you go, who do you speak with and how you choose your life next. Oh, and what you get to choose. Is, huh? I said choose. So you're in like the spiritual waiting room to, in, to inhabit something. And you're like, Ooh, it'll be fun to be a supermodel this time. <laughs> that's exactly, yeah, that's literally it. So your, your soul, um, before you come into this life, you basically have like options and you get to witness your entire lifetime. Um, like through like a, a TV screen or something like that. And, um, based on where you are, you know, if you want to like graduate to the next level, you pick the, the life that's going to serve you the best. So you choose that and then you're born. And then you have this like veil of, forgetfulness where you forget that you've chosen this life and that you are now experiencing it for the 10th, 20th, 100th time. Um, so that's the whole illusion that is this experience that you showed up thinking like, oh my gosh, why is this happening? But you chose this to happen in order for you to evolve. That sounds um, so, it's really, so... It's an interesting perspective. It gives you quite, quite a lot more power. Dude, that sounds just like almost the Truman Show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Like that, that I've... I'd never heard. What was that called again? Or what, um, like if you had to attach that to, again, like whatever religion or not that it is a religion, but you know, you, people think Christian, you think Christ, people think Buddhist, you think Buddha, right? Like, so what is the waiting room choice? Like, a uh, uh, name. Um, wait, what do you mean? Like exactly. this whole concept? Yeah, there it is. Concept. See, you're better with words than I am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, but- again, I just like to say it's all spirituality. Like this is just this, like the experience of the spirit. Your spirit is going through this whole story and this whole experience. Um, and I think spirituality encompasses Christianity and, and Buddhism and Hinduism and Catholicism and mm-hmm. Islam. It's all encompassing. They did a they're trying to say the same thing, but in like a little bit more oh, uh, no, yeah, human I'm, way. I was I think. thinking more about the choice and like the um, the choice of what life in order to reach ascension. Like, oh. is that called something? You know, like Christianity, heaven and hell. That's it, man. You get one life. Do it right. Afterwards, you go to God or you go to hell. And like that's that's associated with it. So when your spirit's waiting, what is that associated with? And you get to choose. Like, what is that? If someone wanted to be a what would they call themselves for believing that? And again, I think that's a human construct to be able to need something to call yourself to believe this. Why do you need to call yourself anything? I think religion is, is a human way of understanding what's going on in the spirit world. We get, we create even like, I know one thing that I remember just made no sense to me in Islam. It says that like, I don't even remember what it is, but like 4% of your income needs to go to charity in order for you to, you know, you know, fulfill your, your five pillars. And it was like, okay, where are these numbers coming from? And, you know, and, and right. who said that, what is 4%? It does math really exist in like the spirit world. And what is income? Like not everybody, you know, there was a time people didn't have 
you know, monetary income. Yeah. So it's like, these are human ways of defining and making people feel like, okay, I've checked off this box, but we don't need to explain things in human senses for you to feel like you're, you're, you're doing what your spirit wants. Right. So, and then while you're in the waiting room, cause you had said like, you get to decide. And my head is like a video game dork in me is like, Oh, level up. So I can go on like extra hard mode or I can go on easy mode. And maybe this life, I just want to learn two lessons. So I'm just going to really enjoy it. Um, but the next life I want to learn 38 lessons. Like, am I thinking about it the right way with that? If you're looking at that, the TV screens, is, picking a so life. Perfect. Yeah. You, you just hit the nail on the head. Like it is like a choice. Like, okay, how much am I ready? Am I, I want to skip like three levels with this next lifetime or am I going to like cool it and just slow down? And that does happen. Man, I like who chooses to come back as a sloth and just lay around all day? What are you learning? <laughs> right? Like, like who, who's, whose past life was so bad that they are in that waiting room. They're like, you know what, man, I can't handle that. I can't, I can't, I can't go back to back like that. Let me, <laughs> let me just be this sloth and just take a little bit of a break. I love that. Yeah. Maybe I, I can volunteer to do that next lifetime. <laughs> I don't think I would be so bored. I think you're dead on about the experiences, man. Just being enjoyable, you know, like that's, um, I know it's something that I've been, I don't know if it's always been Corona like caused, maybe it has, and I'm just realizing it or whatever, but like the experience of doing, I guess, cause everybody does so much day to day. And when you get that taken away and you slow down, yeah, it's nice to slow down, but I almost feel like you're wasting experiences, like whatever, every half hour, every hour, if you can laugh, cry, be upset, feel great, you know, you're, that's like what you should be doing with your life and just passing it with a fourth day of Netflix binging seems so wasteful, you know? Yeah. I mean, Netflix is totally okay too. There's yeah. those days, but Small. yeah, four days plus or, you know, when it, when it becomes like just a crutch, right. Yeah. To avoid, to avoid the emotion. Mm-hmm. Man, so And just feeling, feeling feels good. Even if you does. feel like shit, like embracing the feeling like shit and then yeah. moving on to the good feeling after that. Yeah. Right. Um, not, not just numbing it or ignoring it. So are you guided in this room? Like you're sitting there and I will, just to make it simple, you're looking at easy, medium, hard. You got your three TV screens. You're seeing what's played out. You like your spirit talking to yourself. Are, are there like other spirits around that you can like ask questions and reflect with? You mean like in this lifetime? So right now? No. So the in between. So I die oh. and now I'm picking my next life. Like, am, am I guided? Is my, if I'm part of the spirit, is the spirit that's a part of me also guiding me? Is there a right choice? Like, if, if am I supposed to go medium or can I make the wrong choice and set myself back a couple levels? Or is that just a rule follower and me worrying about stupid stuff? <laughs> uh, so you do have spirit guides who are there to, to kind of give you some support. Um, and there's like different, you know, like basically your entire tribe that you're a part of, like a cosmic neighborhood. And so when you go back to this afterlife, you, you reunite with these people and you're like, oh, my people, like, it's like a sense of just like, oh, oh yeah, I've heard long. about this. Like, you're like back a, with them. Like a soul group. I think someone yes. else, Kyleen had, um, someone else I'd had on the podcast, Kyleen was like breaking that down for me about like, you basically got a circle of like, whatever, 10 people that in mm-hmm. all these lives, your spirits almost just gravitate towards and you just constantly encounter. And that's why you feel comfortable with them because you've been through stuff with them before. Yep, like those people that you just like kind of quickly become really close with. It just makes no sense. 
Um, they're likely part of your, your spirit family. And within that group, there are like, um, more like higher mentors that, that exist in that group. And then they offer some support and they'll, they'll show up for you in this lifetime and also give you that support, um, as far as deciding, but ultimately it is your choice. Like even if you choose to set yourself back, like through this lifetime, that's still your choice. They can help guide you. But I, I do believe in my opinion that you have that choice. And so then do you believe there's a right and a wrong choice or do you believe that every choice is just a choice? Yeah. I, I don't believe that there's such thing as a wrong choice. Um, really? I, yeah. I, I can't see how you could really make a wrong choice because even the wrong choice, like there's something to be learned. Like the, the version of you that made that wrong choice needed to evolve. And that happens through making a wrong choice or quote unquote wrong choice. Gotcha. I think I'm just going to take that two second clip of yours and make that into something. Like, I don't believe there's a wrong choice. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Like, I love um, sometimes thinking about how stuff can be like taken out of context and then just completely (laughs) at just how much it affects um, what overall is being said. Cause yeah. Right. Like, I mean, it's, I don't know actually, cause now I'm thinking about eating. Like if I'm hungry, I can definitely make like a lot of wrong choices on what I want to eat because then it affects my body in a very bad way. Um, but is that like the, is that kind of like an in, inaccurate analogy to associate with you picking a life? No, I, I hear what you're saying. So if you think about it, like you making the wrong choice, like imagine if somebody, imagine if you always made the right choice, but you were still kind of, I don't mean like saying the words right and wrong. So let's just say like, you want to have the donut over and over again. Like, oh, I just want the donut so bad. Um, but then you're working with like a trainer and the trainer's like, no, eat the salad, eat the salad. And so you eat the salad, just kind of like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to eat the salad. The only way that you will choose the salad is if you get yourself like to the point of just sickness through the donuts. Like you need to suffer uh, through the donut to finally have the autonomy to be like, you know what? I fucking want a salad. And, and that's, that's your, that's your point of involvement like that's what i think that so yeah no there is no wrong choice because you needed to make that choice to get to the right choice on your own and i've now become an expert on the subject i like most getting to know thanks to halai for coming on the pod she um she's such an old soul with knowledge wisdom and experience to be in such a young kid's body I actually wonder, I should have asked her if she um, believes in age. <laughs> um, be sure to subscribe to the Getting to Know You pod so that you don't miss her full episode, which will be released tomorrow, if you believe in time. <laughs> also, thanks to AndrePsyche.com for sponsoring the pod. Please go to AndrePsyche.com for unique, thoughtful merch with a story that you're not going to get anywhere else. And before you stop listening... Rate and review. I repeat, please rate and review the Getting to Know You pod, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, or wherever. Your numbers matter. Friend, follow the pod. We're on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Finally, if you or someone you know would like to expand your market and get word out about your brand or product, consider partnering with the Getting to Know You pod. Our rates are extremely reasonable since we're just starting up. So much like all of our guests, we would really appreciate you 
believing in what we are doing and supporting it. Just message us through any of our social media platforms. Bye.